Welcome to Foolish Voices, a Company of Fools podcast. Company of Fools is a professional theater based in Sun Valley, Idaho, and is a proud part of the Sun Valley Museum of Art. More information on Company of Fools and the museum can be found online at svmoa.org. Welcome to Foolish Voices. I'm Scott Palmer, Producing Artistic Director of Company of Fools. And on this show, we talk to a wide range of theater artists, both here in Sun Valley and all across the world, about how the current global health crisis is impacting their work, about their creative lives, and about their hopes for the future of our art form. Please consider supporting Company of Fools by making a donation in any amount via our podcast platform or online at svmoa.org. In this episode, I am very excited to be talking with one of our favorite and most fabulous members of the Fools family, Michelle Carter. Based out of Los Angeles for the last 20 years, Michelle is a Richmond, Virginia native and a graduate of Virginia Commonwealth University's theater. When not sitting in traffic on the 405 to get to auditions or to set for work, Michelle is trying to keep up with her busy four-year-old daughter, Haley. And in non-pandemic times, you can find her watching college basketball and all things baseball. Some of her television and film credits include Speechless, Marvel's Runaways, Grimm, Jane the Virgin, Castle, Grey's Anatomy, and most recently, the independent film Mass, which was shot on location in her favorite little town, Haley, Idaho. Michelle was first connected with Company of Fools 12 years ago when she got a call out of the clear blue sky asking her to come to this little town in Idaho to perform in doubt. She is very thankful she answered that call. Other shows that she's performed here with the Foolish Family include Violet, 110 in the Shade, Noises Off, Welcome Home, Jenny Sutter, and most recently, Cry It Out. Hey, welcome to Foolish Voices, Michelle. How are you? Hey, hey. I'm good. <laughs> I am making it in these Rona times. Yeah? We are surviving. We are here. I mean, honest to God, you've got two of the best human beings in the planet living in your house with you. <laughs> three, your husband three, Cliff three, and your daughter three. Hayes. You got three? three? We can't leave our Hudson dog. Oh, I forgot about Hudson. Yes, yes. The the threesome. I love them. They, <laughs> yes. I love my I love my people and my pup. How <laughs> I honestly we were just talking before we started recording. Number one, your daughter Haley is the most beautiful, charming, intelligent child I've ever met in my life. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I take I take Secondly, that. partly that's because she remembered who I was. So let's be honest. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you. I should have told you. <laughs> I mean, no, I am famous. You, I am huge with four-year-olds. Huge. You are famous. She remembers you. Don't don't sleep on Haley's memory. She remembers. <laughs> and it's because, as she said to me yesterday, I said something about Company of Fools, and she said, Mama, I love Company of Fools. They're our family. Aww. Yes, baby, they are. Don't Aww. you ever forget that. <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I cannot imagine. I I'm very grateful that brilliant, talented, smart, lovely human beings like you and Cliff have children, and that you're great parents. I'm very glad I don't have children during this time. <laughs> How are you handling it? Listen, the struggle <laughs> is real. <laughs> Mama is tired. <laughs> My poor mind, I, you know, I, yeah. My husband is blessed to still be working. He works from home now though. He works uh, at a hospital in HR. He's an HR generalist and he's able to work from home. But now his days start and end at different times than they used to when you go to the office. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he's finishing a lot later in the day than he normally would. <laughs> And so now mommy is with the child for like 12 hours straight because she's no longer napping. So mm. yeah, it's good times. It's it's good times over here. Lots of love, lots and lots of love. Lots. I, how is she, I mean, how is she handling it? I mean, I, mean, I know. She, she actually is doing very well. She's yeah. actually doing very well. And it's just started to hit her where she started saying, mommy, I wish the coronavirus was over. Um, but she has really enjoyed the time of mommy and daddy both being at home 
um, and all of us being here together and having breakfast together and Cliff taking a lunch and us being able to sit down to lunch together and then, you know, doing dinner, like having our meals together for a change, which is lovely. Um, we're, we do a lot of crafts. <laughs> we do a lot of crafts. Oh God, is your entire house covered in <laughs> glitter and paper mache? No, paper mache, <laughs> finger paints, puffs. And googly eyeballs, but me, glitter, no, baby, no. No, I know. No. You, you, you it's the know gift that keeps that. on giving. Listen, it's the gift that keeps on giving, and we want none of it. But she does. She does well, and we still do. Um, we still do Zoom classes with her school on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, for half an hour. Because again, she's just in preschool. She's four, yeah. Yeah. So, but the connection is very necessary because she really misses her teachers, um, and she really misses her friends. And she said to me the other day, she misses holding hands with her friends and mm. hugging her friends and, and, you know, heartbroken. My, I just melted. I was just like, I I'm know. sorry, I can't fix this for you. Um, but she, you know, they adapt and we just have to go with the flow and adapt to the change. And she has done a really great job with that. And I tell her every day how thankful we are that she is who she is and she mm. is as flexible as she is. You are the best mom. Ah, yeah, that's the verdict's out, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> catch me catch me on one of those other days. Look, seriously, when you when you start pouring those bottles of wine and you need somebody to call, you can uh, call. You already know. <laughs> Happier, happy hour comes earlier when you're in a I, pandemic. I don't know if you so know true. that. So true. Uh, so how is this? I mean, I'm, so, I'm glad to hear that Cliff is working from home. I mean, I know he works yes. in healthcare. So of course I was like, oh God. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's happening. What what has been happening for you? I mean, you are you, you're you're a busy actor. As yeah. this, I'm assuming that like every place else, and I've talked to other artists who are working, particularly in television and film in LA, it's dead down there, right? Like it's gone. Done. It's it's dead. I've had uh, it's dead theatrically for episodics and all that stuff. It's dead right now. Commercially, they're still trying to make stuff happen. Oh, I've wow, done, okay. yeah, I've done several self tapes from home, um, commercially, um, and then if you book them, you shoot them yourself here in your house. Wow, exactly, um, and it can be a lot because they're asking, they're asking for a lot of stuff. They want to see your house, they want to know what your setup is, and you have to be able to light it. And I found myself running around, and I was like, "Oh my God, I am doing crew stuff and trying to be the actor." I was laying down black, black jackets over top of the counter because the sunlight was bouncing off and creating <laughs> too much. I was like, "Who am I? I just want to do my audition." Right. <laughs> like, and Cliff came down and was like, what is all this stuff? I was like, don't touch it. Like, don't touch it. The reflection is messing up my shot. <laughs> I don't know how they do this. I can't fix this. I just want to act. That's it. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot that goes into it right now. Um, and then, of course, having a four-year-old at home and my husband. And actually, a lot of them that I've been asked to audition for by self-tape at home has included my family. Um, so that means like, get over here. You're a pro uh getting everybody together and making sure everybody is dressed properly and stop scratching yourself. Keep still. (laughs) Don't look over there. (laughs) It's Cliff who's constantly scratching himself. I'm like, please, sir, please stop. Please stop. (laughs) So it's that. And it takes a lot. So it's not just, Hey, let me just do my self tape, but no, it's the whole setup. And they're asking for specific stuff. Like shoot it from your rear facing camera. Don't shoot it as a self. Like I can't help that right now if we're all in the we're all in the shot I don't have an option other than to do it from the forward like please don't make this more difficult than it is I do not have a 10 camera set up and a (laughs) whole crew please come on the other day I had so many lights set up for I had the the umbrella light set up I had my ring light I had two end table lamps set up just to make it look right I was like oh I do miss the days of just walking into the room and right who's gonna do my hair who's gonna do my makeup who's gonna bring that's the thing it's just like oh crafty better be on point (laughs) who's in charge of crafty oh that's me too okay okay all right then Mm. oh well I that makes me really happy though I mean I obviously I don't want you running around (laughs) for nine hours for a 30 second job right right but I mean it that that speaks to I think 
you know, there's some hope, even though we're uncertain about what's going to happen and how long it's going to last. It makes me really happy that, you know, at least some of those production companies and those folks making right. making work are, are trying to find a way to keep people employed. And mm-hmm. I mean, are you mm-hmm. learning, are you learning new skills? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, we can't discuss those skills right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining you now being like, you know what? Actually, I think I want to be, I want to be a camera person. I want to do. No, <laughs> I do not have time for that. My skills at pouring and measuring have gotten better. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's it. Like my selections of my bar have grown. My that's yes that and I'm cleaning out my wig stock like making sure all my wigs are in order like that those skills I am I'm building a vanity for myself putting it together and see all that, that. but it's other like other, in, other industry related skills Hell you know no. I'm good right you know, I'm so good I'm not it, taking that on I heard I was talking to, I can't remember who this was I was talking to somebody at Broadway actor who was like, you know, <clears throat> what I've been doing is I've been learning a bunch of new monologues and I've been working on my yeah. tap and I've been updating my reel. And wow. I, I was like, you are not, you're a monster. Like wow. you are a robot. That, How is that possible? You know what? I applaud that. I, I absolutely applaud that. That's not my life. <laughs> I, that, I'm not, I'm not here for that. Everybody else that is baking everything and do it. Granted, yes, I've done lots of cooking and baking stuff, but I'm not, I'm not baking bread. I'm not, look, you were baking bread like a crazy person. Like, I know, like I, a crazy person, literally like I'm a crazy not, person. That was not my thing. Like, I just want to make sure that I can focus and not completely lose my mind in the house with this kid. If I can do that, keep everyone fed that and is a safe and healthy I'm going to call it a win. Yeah. I'm going to come out on the other side and then maybe I'll learn some more Spanish or learn, <laughs> you know, to do the merengue. I don't know. <laughs> Something else. But this is not my time. Not <laughs> Just your try time. not to go crazy. Well, <laughs> no. I totally appreciate that. I completely get it. And I'm sorry if my constant, like, obsessive, I've stopped doing it over the last couple of weeks. I was making a different bread like every other day. <laughs> My husband was like, oh my God, I can't eat this many sandwiches. Gotta stop. <laughs> it was a lot of bread. It you was a lot of bread. Lots of bread. You were, the pictures were beautiful. But I, I was just like, oh, I don't know what y'all could do with that. You I, know what it is, Michelle, is that I am so often, I'm surrounded by so many people, all of whom work for me. And mm-hmm. they all then have to tell me how amazing I am because they're afraid of me. <laughs> and because I wasn't around all those people, I just needed constant reassurance and praise from the, that the viewing public. That is funny. It's funny and it's true. I understand. I absolutely understand. I know all of those people and you're correct. So I want to know, I've never asked you this question. I know how you got connected to Company of Fools because of your history of working in Richmond, Virginia, Mm -hmm. which is where Company of Fools was sort of born. But Mm -hmm. what I've never asked you about is how did you end up in LA? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Cliff and I started dating in uh, 96. (laughs) 96 people 96 um and that was last century (laughs) it it still sounds so weird coming out of my mouth um and you know I always thought maybe I would move to New York I in Richmond I was a theater girl I love theater I love New York I figured I was gonna move to New York then I really really got the the tv bug just settled in my bones we started dating and then it turned out that he wanted to do TV and film as well. So it was, well, I was thinking of going to New York. Well, maybe we should go to Los Angeles. Yes, I think we're done here. Let's move to Los Angeles. <laughs> so <laughs> in not 2000. A huge, not a huge television and film industry in Richmond, Virginia. And you, But you know what's funny? It's, it's moderate and it's, yeah. it's enough, but I didn't, I really didn't want to play any more Slaves. Mm-hmm. and I I was good so I was just like okay and you know I'd done some voiceover work there commercial work doing lots of theater there and that's how Cliff and I met doing theater at theater four which is now Virginia rep um and I, we were both good and we wanted we wanted more we wanted to see how far we could go with the film and television thing mm-hmm. and luckily we were on the same page with that um and we decided we were moving to Los Angeles in 2000. Um, 
my mother was very surprised. <laughs> As I, wait, you're moving together? Are you getting married? No, ma'am, we're not. No, ma'am. Well, well, are you getting separate apartments? No, ma'am, we're not. <laughs> the cost of living there is too high. We're, gonna, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> so we packed it up and we moved to LA in September of 2000. We drove across country, packed up a U-Haul. My dog, Kayla, packed her up in the U-Haul and we drove cross country and, and got here at the end of September in 2000. <laughs> and, and looking back on it now, are you feeling like that was your destiny? It was the best possible decision you could make. I mean, honest to God, Michelle, Ellie's hard. It's a hard mm -hmm. life. It is. Working and I, all the time for work. I, I think about that sometimes, but I, number one, I love it. So I love what I do so much and I can't think of doing anything else. And this hustle for me is just my norm now. Mm -hmm. And it feels weird when I don't do it. Um, and I, oddly, I love this cuckoo crazy town. Like I'm not ready to be anywhere else. And I couldn't imagine being anywhere else for the past 20 years. I can't, it, my life will look so completely different with the, the community and the friends and the family, we call my friends who are family, family, that we have surrounded ourselves with. I cannot imagine, I don't, I don't know, it would just be different I guess it would be normal to me if I wasn't doing it but I can't I can't look back at it and be like yeah no I wish we hadn't come here I would rather right. be doing Bleh. the only time I ever think the only time I ever think that fleeting moment is when I'm in Haley Idaho really but, mm -hmm. why I, is that just because, because I mean it, it's a it's a magic place because hello it's magical it is absolutely magical. Anytime I come there, it's just home. That's why I call it my second home. It just feels like home. You just, the love, the community, the arts community, the restaurants, just the nature. It's just lovely. And I just always feel like it's home. Now, the fact that I can't get to a Target or a Costco without making the drive to Twin. Now you, know, you, are, now you are telling my story. I can't. That's my thing. I'm like, I'm not ready to do that yet. <laughs> Mom, mama needs things. I just, mm -mm. I, there are things that I need that I, mm -mm. nope. So I, that's, I cannot, that's it. I cannot tell you how much crap we have ordered off of Amazon in the 18 months we've lived here. Like, Brian and I will get up and be like, you know what, we need new pots and pans. Yes. Like, well, we could drive our asses to Twin nope. Falls. It'll be an hour and 20 nope. minute drive. Nah, screw we'll You have to. Listen, when we were there, when we were there for Christmas of 2016, we were there from November 2016 to January 2017, when Cliff was doing uh, the, Day in Hollywood, a night in Ukraine, or do I have it backwards? I can never remember. No, that's right. Um, but we, and Haley was she was only nine, ten months old, and we were doing Christmas there. When I tell you we were ordering everything on Amazon, I know Chris at the theater was like, "More packages are here for you." More and ordering the dog food because there's no pet coat, like there, right. you know dog food showing up big boxes with toys and walkers and just all the Christmas presents I was like thank God for Amazon because I was not driving to twin to hit that little mall to shut nope mm -mm. no nope so I would I would gladly make Haley my home if, if that there was wasn't a the case yep <laughs> if there was a target. yep yep a target in the Costco I don't, I don't, listen, I don't require too much. Not a lot, not a lot. Don't, I, yeah, I, I'm actually saying I don't require a lot, but I'm a need to have the ability to run to the Target if I need to, to right. run to the Costco. I hear I, you. Yeah, and I know you get it, so yeah. I don't yeah. think you're being unreasonable. Really <laughs> Thank you. He said it, people. He said it. You heard him with your own ears. I am not being unreasonable. So the and time, you know. I mean, the, t the time that you come here, I mean, it's, it, you know, it was so great for me to have the opportunity to get to know you and to meet Haley. And you have this incredible built-in infrastructure of support here too. Mm. You know, it's not just that, it's not just that you love Haley. It's just that people lo here love you as well. Aww. Right. Right. They do. They absolutely I'm do. Thankful. And they love your baby and they love your husband and all of that kind of stuff. When you are in LA, I mean, you are, you are on the hustle 
television, mm -hmm. film, commercial work. Um, what's your community like there? I mean, is it a is it the is it a group of artists? Is it a group of moms? Is it neighbors? What's your what's your support network in LA? It's it's all of that. Not really the neighbors. It's interesting in LA that unless you live in certain neighborhoods and communities, you don't get to know your neighbors like we did in the South or like in Portland, like where you really get to know your neighbors. Our neighbors are, are great, but it's, we don't hang out with them or do anything like that. Um, back home in Virginia, you know, you knew everybody, you hung out with everybody and did things, but uh, not so much here. It's a little different, but we have our own community. And yes, it is a community of artists. Um, and now being the mom of a four-year-old, I have this great mom squad. I call my mom squad. I love them. Um, and I can't imagine my life without them now. I was actually thinking about that the other day. Like if we hadn't had Haley, I wouldn't know these amazing, strong women mm -hmm. that are now a key part of my life. Like absolutely key. Like I, I discuss everything with them. We communicate on a daily basis. We vent with each other and laugh and celebrate and cry, like everything with them. Um, and I can't imagine my life without them. And the same for my community of artists. Like two of my best friends here are also actors. And we actually worked on the web series Sister President together, which we shot uh, end of last year, beginning of this year. And the support from other actors and the, the gift of, of the support and the camaraderie and just being on the same page about so many different things. You have, you have people, you have someone you can go to who truly understands you and there's no judgment, you know, there's no judgment. And they lift you up when you've had a bad audition, they talk you through, they will come over and sit with you and have a drink and they will watch your baby for you at an audition. Like, it's just, I, I, I do, I love it. That's why I'm like, I can't see myself anywhere else right now doing this because what we have here is so strong. And wonderful. It's really a blessing. And I, I love my people. Yeah. I love my people. I do. And I'm thankful. It's, it's so good to hear that. I mean, I think, you know, I, I know, I know a lot of actor friends that, that have been to LA and have stayed in LA for a long time and then eventually left. And one of the things that I hear from them a lot is that, that LA is just such this inherently competitive town. Mm. It's a little bit impersonal, right? Like, <clears throat> that, but it's so great for me to hear from you that that is not necessarily your experience, that you have people, you have a family, you have foundation, mm -hmm. you've got support. That, that makes me super happy. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know, I know people who, who said the same thing. I know people who came to LA for like a year or two years of like, I can't do this. This place is terrible. It's too spread out. There's no intimacy. People don't really get to know each other. And that's when I go, uh, I'm going to stop you right there. It, it, it depends on you. Like how, mm -hmm. what do you put out? What are you putting out to, to bring into you? Because I surround myself with amazing people. Like I have found the most amazing people and I surround myself with them. There have been plenty of people who have not been amazing. I do not have them right. in my life anymore. I don't need that negative. Mm -mm, I don't need that negativity. <laughs> if you can't make time to come see me or, and I'm constantly coming to you to do things and I'm exhausting myself to come to you because again, it's so spread out. You know what? Let's, let's pause for a minute and let's figure this out mm -hmm. because it needs to be give mm -hmm. and take for relationships here. Cause it is work because LA is so spread out, you know, yeah. and you really have to commit to my friend is in a show in Santa Monica and I'm going to drive from Eagle Rock to Santa Monica to support my friend. Yes, that's what we do. Okay. Right. And that's it. And so people who can't, who can't give and just want to receive, then no, maybe this isn't the place for you because it, right. it, it takes work. It takes a lot of work. And you've had some, I mean, you've had some really remarkable su success while you've been there, right? You've been You've been you've been busy. You've had great opportunities. You've been on some really big shows. Yes, yes, I am thankful, and it 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 starts. And you know, people always say work begets work, and it's it's just true. And it's also who you know too, like making connections with casting directors and nurturing those relationships, and just being yourself and having people like you for who you are. And people always say, you know, don't book the job, book the room, and. 
right? Yep. Just just doing it and then having people call you out of the blue and say, hey, I'm booking you for the show. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Yep. okay. Th- th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Mama needs work. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been good. It took, it took a minute. Uh, for me to to get get my feet going down the right path, but once I did, it was really good, and I have great representation whom I love, and I yeah, I am enjoying the ride and having fun doing these shows and trying to get into more, you know, theatrical episodic stuff. I've done lots of comedy stuff, which I love, but just want to dig deeper and and go in a different direction with some stuff and play some characters that I haven't really tapped into before so right. well, I'm, I'm looking forward to to things getting back up and running right. so it's the actor's ooh, dream you know. right give me more mm-hmm. challenge me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. please challenge me challenge well I, I I mean I only had ever heard of you as the living legend that you are from the Fools, <laughs> and then had the pleasure of getting to hang out with you when you came out to do cry it out um, which we did as part of the 24th season directed by Denise Simone um, talk I mean Talk to me a little bit about your experience on Cry It Out. I mean, I, I found that show, oh. I loved that show. I loved you I guys loved in it. Show. You were all so amazing. Um, but it was such an interesting experience to watch you, who have a daughter, mm-hmm. um, with a, you know a, a group of women, two other women in the cast, um, one of whom had not had children, but one of whom <laughs> was pregnant and yes. didn't tell anybody. Yes. And then we all find out like the night of opening. Yes. How was that? How was that whole experience for you? It was, that was one of the best shows that I've done in a really long time. I really, I really connected with my character, Adrian, but I connected with all the characters as a mom and having gone through postpartum. Um, I, it was, it just clicked for me. The show clicked for me. I felt it in my bones, in my heart. I, I felt for each one of them. I laughed, I cried. And then being there, starting the rehearsal process with Paula and Ariel and watching them connect to it. And and then sharing information as a mom with them. And they had questions right. about had this and that. And like, and like, like what's, the, the, what's, the nose, what's the nose, Frida? And what's this? And then I'm like, well. Sit down, ladies. I have some uh-huh. let's, time let's for just class. What what is the process like? What is it like after you get home, and what are you really going through? And so it was it was good to be able to share with them and my experience, um, and my experience with postpartum depression and anxiety, and then finding out that Paula was pregnant, and then really living in that with her as she processed her character stuff, and knowing that she's about to give birth. <laughs> to this beautiful baby boy um it just just it was just a wonderful experience to be on that ride with them um and I know it was different for all of us and you know it was a it was a lot it was Mm -hmm. a lot and it was heavy it was funny um but I loved it and it was so interesting we got in our groove and did our thing and then it was over and I was just like wait no more I need more of you guys I just yeah. need more the, the 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 story that she tells and the information that that Molly shares in that show is I think it's integral for everyone to see I just do I may be biased because I think it's a great show and I think we did a great job um but I think just everyone needs to see and understand and also from, from Joel's perspective from the man's perspective too to, to understand and see what parents and new parents specifically go through as they try to adjust to their new normal and try and figure it out along the way and the importance of having community as you're going through that because that was my saving grace and that was what really impacted me about the show too is the, the fact that these two women, they connected on such a different level that they found this relationship and they were able to pour into each other and share and laugh and cry with each other. And then me from the outside looking in and needing to find connection and craving it, but not really being able to connect with them. It was just such a ride. 
it yeah, it's such, such a, a such a dense and lovely layered piece of theater that was, I mean, it's so funny and it's so raw and it's also uh-huh. so moving and sometimes really tragic. I mean, uh-huh. one, one of the things that I just really loved about it was we, it was the first show that we had decided to do as a company that we decided to do a parent and baby night. And yes. if you remember, it was our first performance. Yes. And I just remember sitting down with, with Denise and you guys and saying, hey, I just want to, you know, let's talk about this. And there was no hesitation on the part of anybody. You were all like, yes, get those mothers uh-huh. and their little babies in this theater. Uh-huh. And and I don't, I think I told you this story, but the woman who came in to see the show with her, her baby, who was like eight months old, and she said, I just moved here from Seattle. Uh, I have this baby. I'm a single mom. I'm living with my parents. I was a huge theater fan. And then mm. she just starts crying in the lobby and said, mm. I thought I was never going to get a chance yes. to go see theater oh. until my baby went back, you know, was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And that opportunity for us to build community and have those conversations around not only just, get, you know, getting people in to talk about what it means to be a new mom, but I also loved the fact that the show is about the different implications for moms based yes. on their economic status, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. That poor moms, single moms, uh-huh. moms of color, uh-huh. right? Yep. All of those things have an impact on your experience of motherhood and on the way uh-huh. the world sees you as a mom. Absolutely. And that's right there is one of the reasons that it really hit me the way it did. You know, being a new mom and wanting to and needing to spend that time bonding with your kid, but needing to get back to work because you don't have an option because you, you know, you're not a trust fund kid. You have to work. You have to make that money and you got to get back to your job. What do you do? You have to put your kid in daycare. How does that look for you? Can you afford that? Like it's all these things that come up and the emotions of needing to work, needing to pay for daycare. I want to be with my child. What does that do to you as an individual, as a, as a woman, as a new mother who just pushed this person out of your body? Like, what does that do to you? It just, yeah, it, I, I love that show. I do. I really, really do. So thank you. Thank you for doing it. You're welcome. (laughs) I loved it. And I was really glad I didn't have to direct it. So (laughs) can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, I I do want to do that show. I want to do that show with you directing I want to do that show. Yeah. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? I want to do that show. That's going to be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) so I mean so many of these conversations around you know quality and access and all of that kind of stuff these honest to god Michelle these are the things that are keeping me up at night is that I worry Mm. about particularly theater companies and what you know when number one when are we going to open when are we going to be able to get actors like you back on our stages telling great stories but also you know like are we going to see even in LA with television and film are we going to see less um equitable and inclusive stories? Are people going to turn more conservative? Are they not going to tell the stories of the, you know, the, the poor mom, the poor single mom, because it just is too hard for people to take after a pandemic. Mm. Do you worry about that? Is that, or is that just something I, because I have nothing better you, to do? You know, <laughs> no, no, that's actually really good. But I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. I don't, I personally don't think that that'd be a problem. I think there might be, I think there might be more opportunities to create um content based on that just because like i know people already starting to write stuff based on this whole experience of the pandemic and within the pandemic we already know that uh communities of color are being affected more by this because everyone has to go out and work and you know Latinos and Mexicans and black people are just still showing up and doing the work and people are getting sick um, so I feel like our creators of content out there, like Ava DuVernay and uh, Lena Waithe, and just I'm picking amazingly strong Black women because they're right. coming to mind, but I feel like they're going to latch onto that and create content in a way that they know how to based on what's happened within the communities that they know and that they live. So I don't feel like it's gonna be, eh, we need to be very conservative around this because it's, 
it's hitting and it's so much and people are overloaded with it. I think people want to, you know, people want an outlet, first of all, and TV, film, all that stuff is our outlet. And I think that they would be open to it. I'm hoping that if that's the way it's going to go, that they will be open to it and that I can get some work because of it. But we have stories to tell based on this is my other thing. We have stories to tell. There's so many stories to be told out of it because we've never seen anything like this before in our right. lives. Right. We have some we have some stories to tell. And I, I know people right now who are writing and writing and writing and writing. So hopefully, yeah, we'll see some stuff on the other side. What it's going to look like trying to film this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. They're working very hard to figure out how to shoot on set and keep everyone safe and it's gonna be very interesting the changes that are going to take place because what are you gonna do about crowd scenes they're talking about not having extras and just do a cgi how does that work like you know romantic comedies no kissing right no love scenes like that changes the game on so many levels what about the soaps that are still on what does that do (laughs) i mean that takes only one reason to watch those soaps hello (laughs) steamy hot love like (laughs) come through days come on on. so what so what does that look like they're they're frantically trying to figure it out they really are and until until it's safe like you won't have actors showing up and SAG has already said if they ask you to come through right now to come to set or do anything to call us first so we can make sure that it's safe right and I truly appreciate I'm thankful for unions I'm a union girl I'm so thankful because they have our back but it you know as much as everyone is like we just have to get back to work we have to get back to work we need to be safe yeah, we want to we want to keep people alive. We have to be safe. That's that's the thing, you know. And it's so interesting because we, you know we're we're sitting here in this kind of forced downtime as theater makers and thinking, you know, we're trying to figure out how do we how do we do social distance seating? Do we do six mm. feet in between every seat? Right. Mm-hmm. So that means in the Liberty Theater, two hundred fifty seat auditorium, we're now seating forty two people. Mm. Right. Um, we can't have we can't have dressers backstage. Yeah, yeah. We can't have crew backstage because they're standing too close to the actors. Yep. Right. Like, um, how do we deal with the fact that the Liberty Theater has the tiniest lobby of any theater mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how mm-hmm. do we even forty two people couldn't fit in there? Right. Like all of those kind of questions. I mean, this is it, we don't know yet, right? Like, yeah. we're all still in, in it. We're all still in it. We're all still trying to be thoughtful and creative and all of that. But if you had to say sort of like what your hopes are for our industry, whether it's film or television or theater, you know, I I like to think that this is an opportunity for us to just be quiet and think mm-hmm. about what we want our artistry to look like when we get back to it. We haven't had yes. a time. We haven't had time to just like be quiet and think, is this the way it should be? If you had a hope for like, what what do you want this to be like when we come back out of it? Oh. Is that too big a question? I, no, I love it because it's making me think. So thank you. <laughs> um, when I think about it, when I think about it from both sides, like looking at it from the theater side and then also looking at it from film and television side, the, from the live theater side, because of the way the venues are set up, I I really hope and I really pray that, you know, each theater can find a way to reconnect with their communities and establish that connection so that everyone is on the same page and they understand the work that you're doing to keep them safe and you're, you're trying to to give them an environment to come to whatever that may look like as far as social distancing and, and the constant cleaning and smaller shows with one or two people, like whatever that looks like to, to, give, to give the performances and to keep the theaters up and running. That's my thing. That's my main concern is I hope, I really hope and I'm praying that everyone finds a way to make it work with the help of the community, with the help of donations, whatever that looks like, so that you guys can take the time to figure out 
what it is you need to do to create the art, but keep yourself and others safe and keep that theater open, which is mm. most important, most important to so many of us. Um, that's, I, I really do. I really hope that everyone in the community can work together to figure out what's best to keep the performances coming. And, you know, as we get through this weird craziness that we're in, it's gonna get better. It's not gonna be like this forever. I have no idea what it's gonna look like down the line, but I just, my hope is that you find, you find that, that right way, what's right for you guys as a theater, because you know, it's, it can't be so broad that what works for one big theater company is gonna work for the smaller companies. It's right. not gonna work the same for everyone. So I'm hoping that you guys with the help of community, and I keep saying community because I know that town, it's so important and it's gonna take all hands on deck um, to work and to make sure that you can get it up and running, keep it running and keep everyone safe and healthy and provide a wonderful experience. Um, and then to have us be able to come back and see you and, you know, do, do the shows. And as far as, as far as film and television, <laughs> my <Yeah>. hope is, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just don't, and I've been thinking about this for days, actually, as the governor just said the other day, how he, and I, it has me sitting here rubbing my head because I'm just like, oh God, why? He really, really wants to have production up and running again, like next week or the next two weeks. And wow. that's, that's not, it's not possible. It's not safe. I just really, my hope is that everyone will take the time that's needed continue to create content at home. So people are doing a great job of creating content at home. Let's just take this pause and figure it out and make the changes that are necessary to keep everyone safe, but still be able to create good content and entertain folks because it's what we love to do. And for LA, it's, I mean, it's a necessity. Right. Like so many are. people, <laughs> yeah. so many people are unemployed in LA because nothing is happening and it's disturbing to see. Um, so people have to get back to work and not even just the people on set, like the crew and the actors and the, the writers and the directors, but food services and, right. you know, the crafty and everybody and everyone that's working at the studio, the guard at the gate. You know, the security guard riding around the cart and the the janitorial staff, everyone is out of work. So we have to find a way. And I really, really hope that they just take their time and are safe. I don't want to rush it. As much as I want to work, as much right. as I want to get back to work and get back on the grind and the hustle because it's in me and it's what I love to do, I we need to be safe. Yeah. I just, because mm -mm. we're going to be able to do what we do once we get there. It's just I need everyone to, to back, take a test. We don't want to have to go back inside for another six months. Listen, this is what I've been saying to Cliff. I said if everybody out here that are on top of each other breathing and snotting and sneezing with no mask, if y'all don't go in the house, I can't because I do not want to be in the house until next year because people are ridiculous. I can't. I cannot. I just need everybody to just try and be smart. I know it's hard for some folks, but please just try. Just just think of others and not just yourself. Please don't yeah. be selfish. This is not the time because not it's getting time. folks killed. It's getting folks killed. It's unacceptable. So yeah, yeah no. I don't want to I don't want to still be here. I don't want to talk to you again in six months from this chair in my right, closet. Exactly. I want to do this like <laughs> over a glass of wine and like I would like out. to see right. exactly. I want to go to Divine. I want to sit. I want to hang out. I don't want to be in my closet amongst my husband's dress shirt. <laughs> <laughs> sitting here in a chair talking to you and looking up going oh yeah I meant to get rid of this dress a long time ago oh, oh why, why is this still here okay mm -hmm. yes well look so, yes, I mean hopefully. at the very least this podcast has given you a chance to go through your husband's clothes <laughs> He doesn't need any of these shirts anymore right now anyway, <laughs> That's right. because he's yeah. so completely casual working in shorts and a t-shirt. He doesn't need his dress shirts anymore. Michelle, I am not kidding you. <laughs> I had to go out of the house like a week, <laughs> like a week ago. And it was the first time in eight weeks I had had shoes on. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had shoes on in eight weeks. <laughs> And I'm not kidding you. There was a moment where I thought I forgot how to tie my own shoes. How to tie your shoes? <laughs> Listen, I'm not, 
I'm laughing with you because the struggle is real. I went to do makeup for the first self-tape audition that I had a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't, wait, am I, did I put this underneath the foundation over top? Did I, wait, what did I, okay, I don't remember. Listen. <laughs> yeah. The struggle it's, is real. It is real. We have real. just been chilling. We have been chilling. No shoes, no, no shoes, makeup, no, no bra. Makeup, like, listen, no bra. Come on. No bra. It's a bra free zone. It's a bra free zone. Mm -mm. Well, we honest know. to God, it is so it is so great to talk to you. Every time I talk to you, it just makes me feel better, not only about me, but about the world. Because you're a, you're an angel. You're an angel of goodness and light in the universe. Stop oh, it. I love you, man. Mm. How much money do I owe you for that? Nothing. Nothing? Okay. Uh, just let me know if any of those shirts you're getting rid of for Cliff or my, <laughs> send my way. Because he's, he's, he's a fine dresser, that man. He is. He's pretty spiffy. Yep, I said spiffy, spiffy. This guy. Yeah, I'm looking at this stuff. I might, I might box up some stuff. I said it to you. He you and I both know there is nothing he has that would <laughs> a damn thing. What is he? A third my size? Like <laughs> little. I'm a, I'm a giant. He's just, just a normal size <laughs> human being. You said, I'm a giant. Please stop. We love you. We love you, man. You give them those good big hugs. I know. That's I why. That's, that's why. That is why. Wait. Well, listen, thank you for allowing me to come in and have some quiet time. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Do we have to stop? I'm not going to tell Haley just... that you needed an hour break. <laughs> the mama needed a break to go in the closet. That's Listen, not... but I found my, I found my spot. Because mama's gonna be hiding in the closet every now and then. Just tell her that you have to do a podcast with me every day. I will. Day. I will. I will. I'm gonna be like, oh, Scott, and, Scott I have and I have, have to do that again. other thing. Yeah, so, so mama's sad. going in the closet. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> and then we'll come out and we'll draw and blow bubbles and sing and have dance fine. parties and mm -hmm, and it'll be all good because it is what it is and yeah. we do what we have to do right it's we true do. it's so true and i love it as much as i say oh my god i'm so tired i do love it but don't get me wrong i'm so very tired but it is fun it is fun to just lay down on the floor and draw with her or be silly and play dolls and all that stuff but well she's a great yeah. kid she's an amazing kid she's she's crazy you can borrow her anytime you want <laughs> She is. Look, I love let's her. Let's not She's go crazy. that far. I'm praising <laughs> like, her whoa, from whoa. a distance. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask for all that. That's right. Like, no, no. So when I come back to Haley, you're not. Well, that's true. When you come back to, when you come back, I told you before, you know, Brian, you love Brian, my husband. You were like, we are happy to babysit. That that kid is amazing. She loves you, man. She loves you. Well, thank you so much. For, this. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Scott Palmer, producing artistic director of Company of Fools, and this has been Foolish Voices. In this episode, you have heard Michelle and I just talk a bunch of craziness for the last hour <laughs> or so, talking with one of our favorite members of the Foolish family, Michelle Carter. She's been living in Los Angeles for 20 years. Work in television and film credits include Speechless, Marvel's Runway, Grimm, Jane the Virgin, Grey's Anatomy, and most recently the independent film Mass, which was shot on location right here in Haley Heido. Her other performances for Company of Fools have included Violet, 110 in the Shade, Noises Off, Welcome Home, Jenny Sutter, and most recently the amazing performance of Cry It Out. Uh, if you have enjoyed my conversation with Michelle as much as I did, or even half as much as I did, please consider making a donation to Company of Fools via our website at our parent organization that is the sun valley museum of art that is svmoa.org um i i love you i miss you please will you give your family a, a big hug for me michelle i will i absolutely will and please do the same with your wonderful husband and your dog and when you can see my foolish family please hug and kiss really really tightly even everyone, KO. everyone. Even yeah. KO. um I don't think she'll let me. I don't think she'll let me. Oh, if you tell her it's from me, she'll take it. Okay, just, done. Just I'll say that. that. Say that. Say that. Thank you. I love you. Thank All right, we'll you. talk to you again you. soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.